or you know everything always comes down to people right it's all about people um you can have cool technology the technology is a result of the people that are here um and you can have good culture but it's going to be as a result of people when we're struggling with something it's always like okay how do we find the right person to help us solve that Hello, hello, hello. I am super duper excited because I have the Karn Manos joining me today. And Karn, before we get into this, uh, all these fun questions, let me just go through the introduction first, if you please. And it's a good one. It's a good one. So founder and CEO of Terramera, Karn Manhas is an entrepreneur with more than 15 years of leadership experience in government, community, and business development. Karn is responsible for the vision and strategic direction of Terramera, which develops high-performance plant-based alternatives to synthetic chemical pesticides and fertilizers, including products for agriculture, professional and consumer applications. Prior to Terramera, Karn was elected as the youngest member of the Legislative Assembly in British Columbia in 2001, a young MLA. That's amazing. He's a member of YPO and it was named one of business in Vancouver's top 40 under 40. Karn holds a JD, that's a lawyer's degree for those who don't know, from the University of British Columbia and a BSc in biology, genetics genetics and biotech from McGill University. Karn, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Chris. It's great to be here. That's, I, don't, I don't remember when I've had such a, a formal introduction the last, the last time I've had something like that. <laughs> well, it's, 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 you've, done, you've done a lot of amazing things, and we're going to dig right into those. So let's, 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 you know what, let's just start right from the brass tacks. Tell me sure. about the creation story of Terramera. Sure. You know what, it's, it's an interesting one. It started actually while I was at UBC. Um, on an argument that uh, <laughs> uh, something like uh, like this couldn't be done or it wasn't possible. So my, you know, uh, we were uh, arguing as you do in law school, I guess. Um, <laughs> I didn't really plan on starting a company, but um, uh, the argument was actually around the Olympics and whether that was a good or bad thing, and and whether uh, uh, there would be some unintended consequences out of that. But as we went on, it ended up. Um, uh, a friend of mine made some big uh, assertions around, um, you, you know, how we manage things like uh, diseases and pests from people coming in to and, and went there and said, you know, we're going to have, this, you know, if we, uh, if um, Vancouver has Olympics, we're going to have this whole huge bed bug problem. There's nothing that kills them. There's nothing in the natural world, which doesn't make any sense. And so that's what kind of started the argument, but it went on to be like, well, you know, everyone knows that could never have uh, natural materials that could control these diseases and pests that we're, we're working on. You need to have the power of synthetic engineering and synthetic chemicals. And that's why organic food would never, uh, could never uh, feed the world. It's just really bad that people, um, uh, that people buy to feel good about themselves, which this is what my friend was saying. So uh, that all made absolutely no sense to me. And having a, a background in biology, and you look at it, like before we created all these chemicals that we're using, the world, nature just thrived. Like mm -hmm. it, it, nature evolved over tens of millions of years. Some of the most sophisticated ways of being able to thrive in the most, you know, difficult of conditions and, uh, uh, and, 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 and heal itself and, and, and grow and evolve. So one of the key things we were started to look at is, it's interesting. We have this huge industry in, uh, in, in not just pest control, but agriculture generally. So, mm -hmm. you know, we use about uh, $70 billion of, of uh, synthetic pesticides and hundreds of millions, over $500 million. Did I say 
the, the big B. $70 billion <laughs> of, of pesticides, over $500 billion of fertilizers uh, every year. Mm-hmm. So when I looked at it, it's like, well, this, these are huge amounts. Like why? And, and almost none of that, like just single digit percentages were, were natural uh, organic materials. So, um, you know, why, why is that? And, uh, um, and so that's really what Terramara started with was, wasn't even start planning to start a company. It was asking these questions around like, hey, this stuff doesn't make sense. Why is that? And so hmm. uh, as a result, we started looking at why, why the uh, natural and organics weren't performing as well, why they didn't have as much consistency, um, and eventually developed one, a bed bug product that actually worked. It was the first thing that uh, the EPA found that uh, they declared in the, uh, in the U.S. Uh, in the public interest, the first thing that's ever been uh, seen to have, uh, that they've ever allowed to say it's 100% effective, and it was Amazing. based on... Uh, extract from from the tropical neem tree from neem oil, um, and we improved that. Um, and and that whole understanding made us maybe sort of look at like, okay, how does biology? What is there about biology that we don't know? And mm-hmm. over the years, what Terramara has gotten really good at, I think, what, we, what we've gotten the best in the world at, is trying to be able to understand the intelligence in nature from a level of from like the level beyond what we can see. So from like the level of molecules. And, uh, and, and that initial stuff, we, that bedbug stuff, we, we, we sold to one of the big major uh, companies uh, that, that, that make that kind of stuff. And, um, but the technology we, we built as, and, and the people we attracted as a result mm-hmm. of it are people just curious about nature, curious about what's around them. And we've developed this, you know, uh, AI system in computational chemistry and, and sensors that can like, you know, you're looking at me right now and with a camera that's, you know, I, I don't know, and I'm looking at you with a camera that's, I don't know, one X of resolution, but let's say we want to zoom in, you can zoom in twice, 10 times. Well, what we've developed is like, how can we zoom in a million times to be able to see like, not just that cell, but all of the molecules there? And how do we see how the world works from the level of molecules? And yeah, from an argument, that's where we're at. <laughs> well, that's that's amazing. So I'm I'm just imagining you in the pit or you know corners or somewhere like that at, at UBC having having this this argument. It was probably not in not in the bar, but you know. And you're talking about um, you know for the for the Vancouver Olympics. So this is pre 2010. So this is you know kind of not even really going to have an iPhone, or at least as a student, you probably don't have an iPhone. So here's the question: If if you had you know a smartphone in front of you and you could just answer those questions really quickly, would Terramera exist? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think some of the answers, some of the answers you can find, you find them faster. I, I mean, I did, um, there was a, a bunch of pieces to this. So you're right. I mean, it wasn't, we didn't, I, I didn't have, uh, you know, you're, you're not affording a, a, an iPhone necessarily that you can go and access there. But um, I did go home and did a lot, you know, a bunch of like Google searches and uh, on, on what was going on. That's how I, you know, uh, started looking at some of these things like neem oil and the work that had been done on neem oil originally. And then, uh, but some of this stuff is pretty arcane. Like, you know, I, you know, you, there's a lot of the stuff that is on the internet, but some of, you know, I, I really went down the rabbit hole. You know, and how do you, it was harder to go down the rabbit hole, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, 
you know, I had a summer on my hands and I went to the UBC library. I was like, okay, let's go and find out stuff. And, uh, you know, to find some of these things that are, you know, I kind of hit a, a, a dead end in the research that you could find on the internet and in, you know, Western, North American and European uh, research. And so I tried to go and see what else has somebody done, people done and found these really old um, research papers mm-hmm. from like the 50s and 60s from, you know, one was from Pakistan and one was from Sudan. Wow. And, um, and, and that's what kind of got the aha, like, oh, there's, you know, people have tried where, you know, before you had access to all of these, um, some of these synthetic chemistries, people tried natural products. And there was just a few things that kind of gave some clues that's like, hmm, we might not have tried the right things or tried to use them in the right ways. And so uh, that's when I started going on to test. And, you know, and this is like, you're looking at stuff like chemistry and chemistry, you need like labs and stuff like that. And you're like, I wasn't doing my chemistry degree. So how do you find it? And it was kind of an interesting story because like, you know, when I, when I went out and tried to find out if I could get some access to chemistry labs, I think I'm surprised I didn't get like a police docket. I didn't <laughs> think of it at the, at the beginning, but people got like people asking all kinds of like questions and, I went to like try to get, buy some, you know, chemistry glassware and stuff like that. And, but, and then there's like these big signs that say like MacWatch BC. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, okay, that's probably why they're, they're not so easy to access. But I did end if up. You're, if you're trying, if you're trying to buy a whole bunch of fertilizer in a big truck, people are probably going to ask about that. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Being a brown guy probably didn't help either. <laughs> well, I don't mean it that way in any way whatsoever. But, but, but well, you know what? Let's go. Let's go. Let's but, go to. The, but, but, yeah, but, please. But it was, you know, at the, at the end, I did get some of the stuff, and, um, you know, so how do you deal with it? So I kind of built a contraband little space of messing with natural materials in my basement mm-hmm. and. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think, I think that's, I mean, I, I kind of, I just wanted to reflect, you know, and that, 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 that question and the reason why, cause I think of my kids all the time and how quickly they just say, Oh, I have the information because it's at their hands at all time. And it doesn't allow them to really think it through and also recognize that maybe that information is totally incorrect or outdated or, and, and the fact that you're even looking at out, I'll call it outdated information, 30, 40 year old information to try to find, you know, the, the path of truth now or, or what, what is improved. But I think that when you have this data, good or not at your fingertips at all times so quickly, Maybe it doesn't allow you to go through that rabbit hole of really thinking about it, like having that 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 conversation, really thinking about this is something I want to want, especially when you're you know progressing through a law degree. So um, I'm just intrigued so, by but, that. But one thing I might I bet might double click and push you on there is yes, that's true. But there's also all these right now barriers to to trying to test out an idea. So mm-hmm. let's say you have an idea like this. And a long part of, of this, like, how do I get these chemicals? How do I get these natural materials and extracts? How do I get access to a lab? And there's this huge barrier to being able to even test out an idea. And so I think things are changing. Like now, when we go out to test an idea, we do it all computationally. Mm. So we've digitally modeled all of the molecules and we try mm. to see, okay, how's this going to work? And so I think we're getting to, we'll get to that point where it's like, okay, well, let's just, before you invest all of this time and you have all these barriers, let's like can, let's test out to see what what will probably happen. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think that gets us to a whole realm of solutions that is um, so much more interesting that you can crowdsource uh, mm-hmm. ideas and you can actually start doing things that aren't 
necessarily having to, you know, change uh, the natural world, but actually see like how does this actually already work so that we can mimic it and kind of work with this, the, the sure. natural system rather than try to use these like blunt tools that we have to uh, mess with it. Oh, I dig that. I mean, the simulations are just, I mean, I, 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 I watch and read a lot about like, for example, uh, deep minds, uh, you know, the, the, the protein folding and all that. I assume there's probably similar um, opportunities through AI machines doing similar things in the, you know, instead of just protein folding, I guess exactly what you're saying, where it can inspect and uh, um, probably run through millions, you know, in real time experimentation around, uh, you know, at the micro very level. Is that, is, would that be, would that be a safe assumption to say that Terramera is doing similar things in that front? We, we are. I, I don't know that. So I, I think a lot of what we're doing 10 years ago, there just wasn't the compute power to do it. So now, yeah. um, you know, that's, you know, obviously people are, are the, the main resource and our, the main expense, but the next biggest one for us is compute power. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think we'll get to the point where there's enough compute power to do this um, uh, real time. But some of these are like big, complex, you know, simulations and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we're, we're not at the time where you have it in a second yet, but, um, but it's fast, faster than That's doing good. it in real life. Yeah, I mean, we're we're still not getting the weather perfect. Thank you, thank you very much, computing power. But at the same at the same time, I mean, I'd love to. Yeah, no, I just love you know again understanding more about these these algorithms and the compute power that you know that drive them and and the pure information that can be returned from it. Well, you know what? I, I mean, we're talking lots of the chemistry. Can I just oh, say that? Like that's oh, a great do. example. Like weather is a great mm -hmm. example of like a complex system. So mm -hmm. land and earth and where we grow our food is a complex system. But whether it's one of the reasons it's so hard is you've got all these things that inter interchange and inter you know are dependent on each other. So you so we can kind of guess what's probably going to happen, but when when something out of the ordinary happens, it affects the whole system. It's like mm -hmm. the whole idea of like a butterfly flying. Yeah. But if one you know change happens in one area, it has this whole ricochet effect that has an effect on weather everywhere. It just keeps mm -hmm. on rippling and rippling out. And, and that's the way that we actually think should think about everything that we do, like agriculture. When you put a chemical in one place, it has all these ripple effects on the biology of the system, biology of the soil, the biology of the plant, the whole ecosystem. So that's where this is so powerful, where you might, we might get to the point where can we start even getting that an, an understanding of some of those factors that you can, before we, you know, where we can understand if, if we, we, we do this, what are all of some of these ricochet effects that are it's going to have on the you know the biology and chemistry of the system. Well, have there been any like the, some of the AI algorithms that you're working with? Has there been any like aha moments of oh my gosh, I didn't even think that would be a variable, or or is this just too mundanely at such a, a base level that uh, computers need to see it before humans? Um, I uh, yeah, there are lots of so many aha moments, mm -hmm. um, but probably one huge impactful one a few years ago was. You know, we started by saying, okay, we're, we're using all these synthetic chemicals. We know that it has some, you know, it's, it's, it can't, it's not good for us to, to be um, utilizing this much. Plus there's, there's, you know, negative effects and externalities on, on, on the environment. So how do we make this more, more efficient? Because uh, in agriculture, think of like, you know, the things that we're using as like, you know, medicines and um, vitamins, like if, if you were to, take a medicine for, for, for something uh, like a headache, for example, you probably aren't going to stand in a shower of aspirin water until you soak up enough of it um, because it's not super efficient. Like, 
it, eventually enough of it would absorb through the skin for you to, you know, for it to, to be effective. But it would take a while, and most of the aspirin would be in the water, going over your body and going down the drain. And essentially, that's what we do in agriculture with most chemicals. We spray and, and, and spray enough of it gets up. And about 50 to 90 percent of the chemistry that's applied in agriculture actually just washes away in the soil and water. So what we were saying is like, how do you, like, where are we trying to get that? So, you know, in medicine, you would take that pill and, and then, you know, if it's for, you know, and let's say it's heart medicine and it all goes into your liver, it's not helpful either. So in medicine, there's all this stuff around, you know, drug delivery and stuff. So how do we make, make it so that if you have to use chemistry, we can use just the amount that is necessary to get to where it needs to go rather than all this waste. So that was the first thing we were looking at is chemistries to make that more efficient. Then we're like, okay, to be able to get it to the right place, we need to understand plants and the organisms that are affected. So we need to, 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 to model that. And I think a few years ago, one of the big ahas of looking at this was like, oh my goodness, we're missing something big because there isn't, there's something that is, we're not predicting right and, and, and uh, is having this big effect on, 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 on the plant health. Um, and it was soil. And that was really the big one. It's like, how, how did we miss this? Like, we're, we're doing that same thing where we're just trying to fix, like, what are the things that humans are making and what, what is the output that we're interested in plants and where we're forgetting about the environment that it's growing in. And so that's where a lot of our work's like, okay, how do we apply that to understand not just the outputs of what's happening in the plant, but what's going on in the soil because that's really what affects it. And it turns out one of the biggest one of the biggest things that you can measure in soil that give you an idea of soil health that will will have a, a major impact on how much uh, uh, nutrition comes in the plant, how healthy that plant is, how how it's going to be able to fend itself off, you know, its, it's immune system fend off against disease. Um, you know, a, a, a major metric was the health of the soil, or the health of the soil was actually carbon, and um, so that is. You know that has huge implications because you know we have way too much carbon in the in the atmosphere, but there's also way too little in the soil. Mm. So that you know, and as a result of, of of how we've treated the soil, the UN actually estimates we only have about less than uh, only about 50 years of 50 to 60 years of harvesting left before the system collapses because the that's soil. That's not terrifying. Oh, it's super <laughs> terrifying. Yeah, you know. And we've killed 70% of the topsoil on farmland. So, um, but the answer is like, you know, like we all talk about climate change and the problem of carbon. Carbon's not a problem. We're all carbon life forms. So how do we track and monitor things like how, what is happening with carbon, where it's going to, because it's not a problem of, car of well, it's part of the problem, but it's also a symptom of us being out of balance. Hmm. So the, you know, but a solution that, that actually is super economic, we can track and understand how we better pull that carbon out of the atmosphere and get into, into soil. You, we, we actually need way less, we, you don't need um, so much in terms of chemistry. You have a much better ecosystem growing the, the health of the soil, um, uh, which grows the economics of the, of the farmland. It holds a lot more water. We're seeing all these issues around um, uh, flooding and, and, and droughts. Um, and these kinds of things are going to happen more and more. Every 1% more increase, uh, car uh, 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 more carbon we, we send into the soil holds about 250,000 more liters of water hmm. per acre. So it's like, 
you know, a lot of the reasons we're seeing all of this stuff, it's all connected. And so mm -hmm. how do we start understanding that if you can track something down to one molecule like carbon and see then and measure it and then start giving that tool to everybody to say, hey, this is important. You, in your garden, track carbon and try things that will, will, will help you garden in a way that you're improving that. And you start tracking that. Now, now that has a positive ricochet effect across the whole world rather than, and, and, and so that, that's, it's kind of the way that like just understanding and seeing nature from the level of a molecule can give you a totally different set of tools that, that has either positive or ne negative ricochet effects. Super fascinating. Now, I'm, 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 I'm a hobby gardenist, uh, gardenist, gardener. Uh, in fact, I'm a hobbyist gardener, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in fact, I have my, my own hoop house greenhouse I made uh, two weeks ago that I'm super proud of. But do the tools even exist where, you know, someone, a hobbyist like myself can even monitor carbon in, in the, in the ground? Or is that, is that it just, it has to be at such a large scale at this, at this point, the tools don't really exist. We're building them. Um, I love that. There, yeah. <laughs> Um, we're building them. Um, they, uh, we've got the technology now. Now it's, you know, how do we make this uh, accessible? So that's the key thing that we're working on is uh, making the tools more and more, more and more accessible, uh, so that there's interfaces that are easy to be able to use, and that'll come out in the, in the coming years. But uh, you can measure it. It's just, um, it's expensive. You can, you can take soil samples and send it to a lab. Uh, mm -hmm. um, it's uh, uh, it's expensive. The accuracy is hard. The, it's, it's really important to understand like um, the various kinds of carbon as well, because carbon is in everything. Carbon's in it's the backbone of you know um, all living things. Cellulose, <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of materials that um, and 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 plants kind of naturally pull it out of the air and mm -hmm. use sunlight to metabolize it and turn it into stuff that it can eat. Sugars and and mm -hmm. it's a plant material and. And then they push the extra stuff down through their roots. Um, um, but there's all these different carbon cycles. So we need to not only, it's, it, we need to make it simple, but it's not super simple right now. And if you went and did a soil sample, well, just taking a little bit of soil off the top won't really give you an idea of the health of the soil because carbon starts going down further and further down into the soil as the soil gets healthier. Mm -hmm. um, but you could do that. The other problem with the current kind of, Sampling is it's still like we're still in the 1950s and 60s in, in labs, mm -hmm. and uh, and when we've gone out and, and tested it, you know the variability is uh, 40 to 90 percent. So like, how do you <laughs> make decisions when your error margins are so high? And so sure. we've got that down to less than 10 percent now. Um, uh, but but those are the kinds of things like you like in business or in anything in life you need to. If you're going to manage to something, you need to be able to measure it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, and right now it's expensive and uh, and also just not very uh, reliable. So, so I should just measure it by how many carrots and uh, you know tomatoes uh, grow, and should be happy with it at this point. Well, <laughs> you know, before you start measuring it, there are ways that we we can start seeing that the soil is becoming richer. So, mm -hmm. so you actually one is as you're drawing, uh, making it healthier, soil actually grows. That's why. We've lost soil is a living thing. So if you have, you know, in one teaspoon of, of healthy living soil, there's more uh, microorganisms than there are humans on the planet. But when you expose soil to air and sun, it actually kills all of those. So the soil starts mm. dying. And, and, and what we say is that soil starts turning into dirt. Um, so all of the lo living life out of it starts dying and it's just the matter. 
Um, and so you know that soil is really healthy when you have lots of things like you have earthworms coming out of it, it's, it's black, you know, um, you can, you know, soil that's really high in carbon is, you know, is rich in black. It's black because it's full of carbon. And when it's depleted, it's like beige and gray. Mm. Um, so that, you know, if you're interested in this, there's, there's some great movies and books that I would recommend. Um, on, on Netflix, uh, there's a great documentary called um, uh, Kiss the Ground, um, which is excellent. I highly My daughter told me about that one. Oh yeah, and, mm-hmm. and your daughter, and it's a fun family one. They don't call it uh, uh, soil regenerative agriculture, but uh, is, they, they're trying to test an experiment. Uh, the same thing. It's called um, uh, the Biggest Little Farm, also on Netflix. It's a mm-hmm. family version of like how you know how complicated it is. Um, for um, so we're, we need to make that more simple. And then there's a great book by a farmer named Gabe Brown called uh, Dirt to Soil. So nice. And, and on, on our Terra Mara's website, there's some little two minute videos and YouTube videos. And stuff. Oh, well, I recommend, I recommend people take, take a look at Terra Mara, not only for the, for the educational videos, but also to see the cool stuff that you're doing. And, and, you know, if I, my, my name was Gabe Brown, I'd probably be a farmer too. It's like, it was meant to be, <laughs> it was meant to guy. be, well, you know, we did, we did our research uh, beforehand and came up with some really interesting stuff. And you have one idea that I hadn't even thought about, but I think it's just so simple. Um, and, and I'm, I've been a vegetarian for 32 years now, so I'm, I'm big into the, uh, the plant-based diets, but um, so I re- read an article uh, that you wrote called why plant-based diets aren't enough to save the world. And in it, you state that you'd be surprised um, to see the list of ingredients that go into produce. Like you want to see the list of ingredients mm-hmm. that go to produce um, just like the same thing we do with packaged food. Do you think that's, I, well, I, it makes so much sense, but do you think that's, you know, that's coming and that's a blockchain sort of thing or, or, or what, when, when are we going to see that? Cause it makes so much sense to me. I can tell you it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, it, so we have the technology to do that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, you know, as a use case, it would be probably pretty disruptive to uh, get that out there right now because um, uh, if you were to go into even, you know, a grocery store and a lot of the organic food, you'd probably start finding traces of some kind of uh, uh, chemical or, or mm-hmm. pesticide on there. Um, but uh, um, this is probably a, like a note to the industry, like it's coming. So you got we got a few years to start, you know, changing things around because mm-hmm. uh, this is going to come. I'll, I'll even I'll show you actually. Oh. Uh, uh, if I can pull it up, I'll show you on my phone. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay, there we go. Let me see your background. Wow, so you can actually see. I mean, and then you know, if you can actually get that, plus the blockchain to make it trusted and the whole bit on the way. I mean, maybe that's a superfluous way of doing it. I mean, at the end of the day, I think you need to have either government mandating it or people saying this is what we want, and we'll pay a premium to get that. The yep. first thing is actually the soil, because to be mm-hmm. able to do that, you and and get better um, data around being able to scan that easily. You need to have the infrastructure, the digital infrastructure, in place that. There's a scan on um, the soil first, um, so that when you go to, to to utilize the tool on your phone to scan it in the store, um, you, you you can actually trace it back to where it came from, and you have a much better idea uh, of, of of the content. So that's one of the reasons why it's going to be important for us to start getting that these tools, and so that um, everybody's 
um, measuring and monitoring their soil first, mm. and then in the in coming years you can use it to 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 see like oh, you know what else is on there? Is there any pesticide residues on there? What's the nutritional content? Um, so, I think I, I honestly I love the idea. I mean, I could see it being huge in Europe too, where they're very conscious about the the, the chain. Um, but you know, I in 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 BC in Canada we're very blessed in a sense of when you see organic you kind of take it for granted that it is organic you know compared to like you feel like that there's policies there but i'm in asia a lot i'm a lot in korea my wife's korean we're in korea and they are very 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 conscious about how like i watch my wife um wash vegetables no matter what if it's you know a, a lot more in in depth like because there's not a, that trust that, that that's built in that people weren't organic like it was more yeah, there's a lot of chemicals on here. We need to clean these off. But if you could have that process in there and it was trusted, I think there's like, you know, the food chain is such an important part for all of us. That, 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 that's an idea that I think needs to be, needs to be. And then if you take the guesswork out and you can just, you know, take your phone and, and just scan it. It's like, is there anything on this particular apple? Mm-hmm. Oh, so even going like the full, even taking a look at it. So not knowing the chain, actually being able to physically look at it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Physically scan that that person wow. on this apple. Mm-hmm, what's going mm-hmm. on with this apple? What's the carbon footprint? What is the what's the pest? But like, is there any pesticide residues or chemicals on there? What's what's going on with this apple? That's incredible. That that uh, you know, from someone that eats uh, two apples a day with peanut butter, that would make me real happy. So, well, well, that's so cool. Well, well, Terramera again, it's a very aspirational company. I mean, you're 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 feeding the world. You know, that's improving the you know the way that we will eat in 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 a very macro way. But how do you keep the faithful, like your 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 team, marching towards that goal over time? Like, do you have, how do you show you know small goals met in order to get there? Yeah, yeah. No, I, it's a, it's a really uh, important question because it's like it's kind of like the, well you wouldn't eat an elephant but um, you know if you were to eat an elephant <laughs> what how do you do it one bite at a time right so mm-hmm. um, and so we do need to so um, you know we 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 have a huge set of things that we're looking to try to get information on to get an idea of how everything comes together we call that our intelligence engine but you can't build that all at one you know one time so we have to think about what are the things that people are doing right now that we can help innovate on that creates both an improvement in the system, starts getting us towards where we need to get to over time and um, something people will, 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 will buy and start using. So, um, so that for, for us has been really focusing the, the company on the near term, uh, like uh, you know, building out that infrastructure, which we spent some time to, to, so that as we build out all of the pieces over, over years, we'll, we'll have that. Um, mm-hmm. But focusing also on, you know, these these two areas now. Like one is green chemistry, where where you know um, where there's there's in your hands you've got some you know an organic replacement to chemical pesticides that right now we sell in the states um, that works just way better. And so mm-hmm. you can it's, it's something physical and tangible, and we can prove out that you can do this. So that was one one thing uh, that you know so you can see some results out of it and you see the revenue coming out of it. Number mm-hmm. two. Um, you know, how do you help build, use these tools to help other people understand that? And so, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to take a little bit of time. That's, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the third is like, how do we start building things that people can use to understand the system as well? So there, you know, that's, you know, we've, we've, there's so many things we could apply this technology on. It's one of the key things has been, you know, what are the key outcomes we want? We want, um, but I would say another piece of it is like, I, I've, 
I hate, you know, I, I never want to be the smartest person in the room. Like I always wanted to, you know, part of the, the interest of start, that started terrible. It was just like a curiosity about what's going, going on. And even first people, like I didn't have any, we didn't have any team at the beginning, but it was like trying to go to experts in the world to ask some of these questions. And now we have some of the world experts in the world here. And um, so I think my biggest job is like, okay, here's where we, we, we need to be able to, to build you attract the people who are interested in wanting to do that and apply their intelligence to be able to, you know, trans, change, change how the world works, transform how we grow food and the economics of agriculture, and then use that as a, as a, as a model for how we might be able to do business uh, completely in a, in, a, in a different way. And then set some, some, some focuses. Okay, let's do this on, you know, reducing synthetic chemistry in, in, in these ways, proving it out, and then helping other companies to utilize these tools in, in their set. But, but then, you know, um, you know for, for, for the new products that were, were coming out, like we could do so many different things, but we need to find out from customers first, what was, is going to make the biggest impact for you? Mm -hmm. And I think consistently, we've, and then you, you kind of, it's like a Venn diagram of like, what can we do? What does the world really need? What are people going to be willing to, to, to pay for? And then having us focus our intelligence on that, but iterating with, with, with customers. I think that's one of the key things that has been really important and critical is we have super smart people who can solve big problems. We need to, to then go out and work with farmers. We've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of, of farmers and agronomists. Okay, what are the tools that will make a difference here? This is where we want to take and so that's what's resulted in this, you know, the soil health uh, tool that will be coming out uh, later this year um, uh, in an app to, to be able to make measuring and understanding soil way easier um, so cool. and cheaper. And so one of those, a huge piece of that is how do you bring the intelligence together with business models and economics? And, and one of the hard things we were trying to do is like, okay, we've got to do this in a way that we don't want farmers to be paying more. So mm -hmm. it's like, I think it's, Getting really smart people it is realizing these are hard problems, and the people who come are like, "Look, we may not succeed, but we have a fighting chance to actually be able to succeed." And let's focus on applying our intelligence to solve the technical problems, but then also start solving these business model problems. Start iterating, you know, into uh, into the world and asking better questions. And I think that, that's a, another thing that it's just it's an innovation culture. Like we're always testing things. We don't have a typical mission statement, for example. Everything's about questions. So how can we do that? And so it goes back to the whole team. We, we attract these uber smart people. You know, we have, um, you know, right now we're over 130 people hailing from over 27 different countries. Wow. Most of them come here and working together to figure out how do we solve problems in a way that comes across disciplines. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, the machine learning folks working with soil science, working with agronomists, working with the farmers directly, working with finance, working with, you know, business development. How do we bring all of these ideas together and then keep on asking questions on how, how we might actually uh, be able to both solve the problems we want to try to solve in the world and do it in a way that makes uh, both uh, the company economically successful, but, but our customers economically successful and having some, some kind of rail guards around that. Okay, we're going to do this in a way that it can't be costing more to farmers. In fact, it has to be less. We got to save them money, make it easier at the same time. So what would that look like? And See that, that, that is amazingly ambitious. I mean, you're trying to make everyone win. And, and I think you can, like, I think with wins. the mission that you're on, especially when you're not looking at it from a, from a, from a harmful 
cheap position. Like you look at a Monsanto or something like that, you know, they're, they're looking at it from a, from a true business perspective. But if you want to look at it from a perspective of being a global differentiator and you're trying to cause healing, uh, which, which I think Terra Mara is like, you're very positioned to do that, especially with your tools. Well, you know, I mean, you're talking about really, really I mean, smart the whole company is, yeah. it's, it's called that. It means mm-hmm. our earth. <laughs> is that, is that I, Terra Mara? I can't Makes even sense? credit for any of this stuff. I guess all, all of those words were to say, like, we can bring in the, the right kind of investors who believe in this and mm-hmm. the right kind of people and, and then ask the questions. Like, I can't take the credit. It's like, all, you know, it's just making the space for really smart people to figure out how do we be able to, how, how, how do we do that? Um, and, you know, that's, it's a cool place to, 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 to learn from and, and see how the team comes up with it. Oh, it, tr- it, it truly is. It truly is. You know, I, I my, one of my uncles had his PhD in agronomy and he was always telling me about, you know, the, just the differences that he was making in China. He actually, he's American. He worked for the state department in China trying to get, and just to remove the chemicals and everything. And that's at a small scale, obviously. I mean, what you're doing is a, is a much here, you just go, but just hearing the, the positive side of what was created through that. And, and you're doing it, like I say, that scale that's nowhere close to just personal farms or whatever. Well, you know, I mean, we're talking about smart people. Okay. And I mean, I've looked at your board. I know, I know many of these people are at least very much look up to it. I mean, on, on your board of advisors, for example, I mean, just a couple of people like Santa Ono, Greg Davignon. I mean, these are incredible people. And then, you know, I mean, you got um, Jeff Booth and, you know, these other people on your, on your board, uh, your actual board itself. Um, how, how important is it to set up a board like this? And um, how often do you, um, like how often do you go seeking their advice? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, and, and it can be a hard thing when you're like running so much and you also have a lot of smart people in, in, in the team. Um, but it's, it's kind of critical to, to be able to, you know, understand how we link to the rest of the world and what are we missing and be able to have like this, you know, um, both on our board, which governs how, what we're allowed to do and sets our budget, but also on an advisory level, like what are we missing? How, you know, here, here's how we're thinking about things. What are we missing? What, what, you know, what, what can you add? And it's, and it's just added so much value because, you know, having some, some folks that, you know, that are, you know, leaders in industry and, and academics um, and, and business and, and also technology and, and, uh, you know, researchers and, 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 you know, give us that perspective of like, how does that, how, how does your viewpoint in the world um, affect how you see what we're trying to do? And also like, you know, how can you add value to um, speed up what we're trying to, to be able to accomplish? So it's, it's been super useful. Greg Davnia, for example, like, mm-hmm. you know, he said he knows everybody, <laughs> he knows, you know, BC, I think, and just, mm-hmm. Like as we're we're struggling with you know people things or you know everything always comes down to people right it's all about people mm-hmm. um, we can have cool technology the technology is a result of the people that are here um, and you can have good culture but it's going to be as a result of people and so you know it always is when we're struggling with something it's always like okay how do we find the right person to help us solve that and so people like Greg's like oh that's really interesting. I was talking to this person who's trying to solve that and brought like a lot of other advisors, even people who've, who've become some of the key members of our team here, mm-hmm. you know, as we're struggling with technical things, you know, um, I was telling you about uh, some of the advances we've had. And, and part of that is, you know, um, you can't even, you can't know what's going on even across one university, let alone the world. 
Um, and having people like Dr. Santa Ono, uh, they're like, oh, we're struggling with certain things and this is what we're trying to solve. Oh, interesting. We have one of the top researchers in the world who's looking at that too. Why don't you guys collaborate? And we've Amazing. collaborated to make huge, well, I say we, in, you know, our team, individuals on our team have, have gone in and collaborated, ideated ideas that have made these huge leaps forward. And as a result, you know, as a company, I mean, we're a startup, we have over 300 patents. <laughs> it's like, that's the level of innovation that's incredible. that is like boiling up here. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And I can't take credit for it. It's like all of these ideas. And it's just, I feel like my job is to bring the right people together on the team and then have the team also uh, have, have these amazing people in the world hear from the team and, hear, and have the team hear from them and create the space to be able to do that so we can answer our questions. Amazing. I mean, you're the conductor lining people up to do what they do best, right? Like that's, that's, that's where, where you need to go. Well, I'm going to take this totally to a, to a, to a right or left, depending on where you sat on this one. Um, um, tell me about, well, tell me about your time serving as an MLA, maybe in the center, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, uh, it was rather crazy. Uh, I, I guess I have this, um, uh, uh, reaction to being something's impossible or can't be done and and uh, to be very honest uh probably was the major reason why i ran in politics <laughs> so, <laughs> you can't do this and, like i had other plans and i was gonna you know i had a job that i had accepted i was gonna go to law school and all that went on pause um yeah um it was great though <laughs> mm -hmm. you learned a lot <laughs> uh, learned a lot um I, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, um, and there, you know, uh, and a, a big part of it, my, you know, my granddad came to, to Canada from, uh, from India as a kid in like mm -hmm. the, uh, you know, after the, after the first world war, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, um, you know, uh, he credited, you know, a lot of like what, what had happened and, um, and, you know, our, you know, our, uh, stability and success of the family to, to uh, BC and Canada and, and you know I was about to leave and it was just there was you know I just uh, uh, and part of it was like it was hard to be able to see opportunities uh, to, to be able to do this thing in these you know things in Canada so I, I just sort of decided okay this is crazy it doesn't make sense personally but mm -hmm. I think what drove me was being told I couldn't do it and number two it's like okay well if I you know I'm complaining about so, so many of these things went, went up you know maybe I should put my money where my mouth is right now it's maybe not the most you know convenient thing but uh, it wasn't I, I can't say it was a, a rational decision it was like it was just a gut feeling like okay let's do it. I'm glad I did um, um uh, you really learn how the world and economics come together. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I also kind of felt being in there like a bit of, you know, I'm a bit of an, an entrepreneur at heart. So it's just, you know, I got to mess around in there. got to, you know, propose a bunch of things that are now, now out and real in the world. And then, uh, you know, one of the things that was important is like, okay, this is great, but, you know, to, to be able to, to change how we work with systems, um, you really need to be out being part of it, you know, mm -hmm. because it's um, because, you know, I really believe everything is, is, is connected. So 
Um, if you're focusing in, if we focus in business only on the economics, that's what keeps it out of balance. And in government, you don't have to focus as much about economics, um, and that keeps it out of balance. So, mm. but in business, we have that, you know, you have this unique ability to say, how do we find solutions that are both economic, environmental, you know, and, and social wins? It's it's hard. It gives you less less options, but what, if you can get that, I'm like that's where the magic is, and mm. so that's where you know, I, I got to see some cool things happen. Uh, in in government, but I, uh, I I really think that that business is the solution to and 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 the role of government is to help you know businesses be successful, help support um, better business and you know business to be done like uh, like like what we're hoping to to try to prove is possible. Sure. Well, do you think this is a common story that most politicians became MLAs or MPs or whatever based on an argument? <laughs> based on you said I can't do it, I'll show you. I'll show you. I, I, I bet you there's there's a bigger number. I mean, that maybe that should be some sort of question I should put out on uh, out to the either or whatever. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that's maybe that's common. Um, well, you know, you're, you've you've done you've done you've done a lot of amazing things and and still working on even more amazing things. But how do you like what's what do you see your legacy as? Like, how do you want to be remembered and be ambitious oh. here? Like, cause you are working in the most ambitious of fields. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I mean, personal satisfaction does come from like trying to be able to show that what was thought to be impossible is possible. But I think what, what, what is it really? Like, I think for me, it is, you know, I can, I, in biology, Biology evolves so that every the whole system naturally wins. You don't you don't normally have a system where like in biology, if you left a, a natural system to go to grow, it will uh, it will continue growing. If you went into a forest or a, you know a field, um, you left it alone, the soil would start growing. They'd have different kinds of, of plants and animal species, and it would evolve and get better and better and better. And and so that's really an inspiration. Like life is so incredible when you think mm. about it like how the like the wonder and amazement of how you know of of us and life just you know as a once you start looking and thinking about it but if we could you know if we could actually live in those same principles that you know in in alignment with how with with life and the intelligence of that's already there in nature um and, and apply that to human uh, systems and economics. Um, I, you know, I fundamentally know that's possible. Like you can see that in agriculture and regenerative agriculture, where the whole system wins and it's more economically profitable. And you have companies like McKinsey saying, if we went from conventional uh, farming to to that, it would you would you it would have a huge increase in in farmer profitability, global profitability, economic value, nutrition. Like, it, that, like all the work is there. It's just how do we start aligning that? And I guess my bet is if we can show that in one area, like in food production and agriculture, that mm -hmm. we can start thinking about how we 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 can do that um, just more generally uh, in in finance and economics, um, mm -hmm. so that we go away from this belief system that we we have that it has to be a win lose. Like it's you know everything's resource constrained. It's like to 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 a viewpoint that like it can be regenerative, like mm -hmm. everything can be, a, you know, a win-win. So what would that look like? Um, I, I know that sounds idealistic, but if you start looking at the mechanics of it, it's all possible. So 
if we can prove it in one area, just even starting to see people starting to look at regenerative as a concept for areas of, for finance and other areas of business, I think mm -hmm. that's, that's, you know, that's, well, that's, that's what I'd, I'd love to see. That's a super interesting thought. I mean, in the sense of, you know, you have, you know, Linus back in the day coming up with open source, you know, we come up with Linux and it was open source and that changed, you know, the, 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 the view, the way you look things, uh, you know, the pyramid of which everyone's looking through at life and they, you know, they're adopting into business and computers, engineering, uh, philosophies of business of, of, you know, of startups and product, uh, product development. Well, maybe this regenerative approach that you're looking at, maybe there's some sort of deep philosophical way that, you know, we could be, we could be called the Karn system. You know, we, we will be thinking about it way, <laughs> way that. back in. Hey, you know what? There's, there's a good legacy right there. We don't I mean, need to feed my ego like that. <laughs> it, in, well, I mean, Betcha Linus says the same thing, right? Like at the end of the day, someone just needs to wake up and recognize, Hey, there's a better way of looking at it. And that whole philosophical perspective is what alters everything. And you know, if, if that's that's done through, hey, I'm getting better apples. Hey, I'm happy. I'm getting, I'm consuming apples all day. So, uh, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just blah, blah, here, but I'm just thinking, you know, there is ways that we can look at things that are, that are, that are bigger, you know, bigger than just our little, our little universe of how we want to see things again, you know, regenerative, you know, there's, there's medicine, there's all these, things. but, but anyhow, let's focus on, let's, let's think about that. How can, how can we carn the world beyond just that? So everyone can focus there. <laughs> You know, I think I think it's it's better understanding you know the the complex systems and how anything that how how things we do actually affect things. Um, I think um, uh, you know it's it's an interesting you know if we looked at when the start of compute uh, 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 began and we said like okay we're going to be able to do all of these things faster and you know we jumped on that bandwagon of saying okay. You could you could do this with the growth of of uh, compute power silicon and the, and the, and you know bringing bringing down costs and it's just like driven a change in how lots of things are working. So mm -hmm. um, you know so that was the advancement of compute and I think now the way I think of it is compute is about doing math faster. So mm -hmm. we've, we've been doing that and, and growing that. Now it's about machine learning and AI and I and and I'm very aware of the the kind of you know, uh, worries about how AI may be used, but AI, like anything else, is a tool. It's like, you know, it's a hammer. You can use a hammer to, to build someone a house, or you can use it to bash their head in. Like, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's how you use it that's important. And I know that there's a, the worry of it getting out of hand, but AI is this great opportunity also to now be able to, under, you know, machine learning to, to better understand the world around us, you know, these complex interactions that we have that are just beyond the, you know, uh, the capacity of humans. Humans are great at lots of things, but like statistics and, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, um, Daniel Kahneman wrote this great book on uh, thinking fast, thinking slow. Like we're really good at deductive logic, but inductive logic, not so good. So mm -hmm. like now using the power of machine learning and AI to be able to see really like what's going to happen when we make these changes, but then using AI to go back backwards and say, hey, how could we actually optimize the whole system so that we can all, or the system wins, the system wins. 
So we met, though. I think I think we met before this too at some some events or stuff. But we we chatted, yeah. you know, recently in the in the valley for the uh, the four um, well not the forty eight hours that's where I was last week, but for the for the C one hundred for the AGM, and you know, I got to to learn about you know a bunch of stuff that you're doing, and as well as some amazing companies as well. But I was in the valley last week. Um, actually, it was almost up in Napa again for the forty eight hours, and there had mm-hmm. some yeah. amazing speakers. Uh, you know, typical you know. I like heard. Founders. I saw Andrew Taru uh, yeah. a few days ago. Oh, oh! Did you see? Was he in town? He oh, yeah. We were in a, in a meeting together in Calgary. In Cal- of course, of course. Yeah, he, Andrew, uh, Andrew was there. But you know, there's like Daniel from uh, Coho, and you know, Clearbank, and all these, you know, these founders. But the thing that I found was a constant theme, and they're and they're really bright and amazing. You know, um, in uh, I don't know advice for 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 the for these i want to call them young founders but most of these people raised 10 million i don't think this is really startup companies for some of these 48 hours companies but the one theme that i saw that stitched together through all of these great leaders was that you have to measure everything and you know and what you're talking about in terms of the ai and all that that doesn't exist unless it's measured like it needs to be understood and then you know the the insights come from that um you know, I'm, to be honest, yeah, I'm just I call that's that not dark even a question. Bloodline, you call it what? Yeah, I call it dark data. Like mm-hmm. it is, you know, um, it's stuff we should. Well, how can we measure the things and capture the information that we are not capturing? Mm. How do we put light onto that data um, to to capture it? And that's a ton of what we're thinking about in you know food production and stuff. Like most of it is dark data. <laughs> so mm. how do we mm. how do we over so you know, sample and over get, um, you know, more and more data mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, w- without, you know, in a way that doesn't tax the system or like, you know, <laughs> like wire up the entire oh. system. How do you get it easily, cheaply, and as, you know, you know yeah. and in a way that's, that's safe. One of the things that we were talking about in that meeting, Calgary, is actually cybersecurity as well. So mm-hmm. you make sure that as you're capturing that, that data, safe. you're utilizing it as safe, secure. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's interesting what you're kind of saying, because when, when we architect something, I always tell people, hey, you know, they're like, oh, we don't need that data. I'm like, no, 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 you don't know you need, don't need that data now. Like, let's just create a data pool. And what, what you can do is you can, you know, it'll stay, it'll float and pull it when you need it. You know, like it's it's too important not to collect it because the insights that are created from that machine learning, half the times you don't even know those are variables and, you know, they need the variables and you you look at it and you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't even know that was a thing. But if you, exactly. if you orphan that data, you you're 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 weakening your 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 data sets right you need that information so but dark data i like that i'm going to use that i'm definitely going to use that well well um the theme current of 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 afternoon tea is to talk to wonderful uh you know founders of uh, canadian companies like yourself in order to to expedite the journey of the next generation of uh, of canadian startups so i have these two questions i ask every time so please uh you know uh Get ready for these. Um, but the first is, can you share one piece of advice for, for a younger Canadian founder? Sure. I would say surround yourself with people smarter than, than you. Like if you don't need to have all the answers, um, <laughs> you know, there's lots of, you know, talents around, whether there are other uh, um, people in business or uh, other founders or, 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 or team members. So um, I, I would say that's, that's just one of the big ones. There are big problems to solve. Like, find out who would be, who you could go to, to help you um, either uh, understand or, or solve that problem, or how do you bring somebody in to help uh, solve that problem? Um, well, one of those two, depending I, on where you're on the journey. 
I love that advice because it's so simple for me because everyone around me is smarter. That that just makes my life easy, you know. I I, I, can, I can already set myself in that mold. Um. So and but I, but I do agree. I mean, at the end, at the end of the day, you can't do everything yourself. Um. You could be the vision, but the details are you know the, the details are really where it needs to be, and uh, you need to align those people with those details. So surrounding yourself that are a matter experts, um, only only makes sense in that front. Yeah, um, and I'd also say just and part of those experts are also. Um, a huge piece of that is the people who you're trying to build stuff for mm. um, and get that information early on. Because I think just as technical, uh, you know, personally, as uh, a technical founder and also very having a very technical team, you can always like, oh, this is great. And you can solve for things in a bubble. It's so important to like be open, not only open with our ideas with our team, but open with and, and test those and be open to the very real criticism that you're getting as well. Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. I think that's, I think that's, I think that's wonderful. Well, you know, get, I'm going to hit you with my magic, my mask, the, the biggest, toughest question of them all at the very end here, which is, can yeah. you name uh, for me a Canadian entrepreneurial star or founder that you personally look up to? I think that one's kind of, it's an interesting, easy one for me. Uh, mm-hmm. for, for me, it's Greg Malpass. Um, mm-hmm. Greg mm-hmm. started uh, uh, Traction on Demand and mm-hmm. just, you know, I started in the trenches of, of, of uh, uh, you know, working through these, these systems to like, okay, yeah, there's got to be a better way. And just like, I'm just so proud of what he's done. Um, and just also, you know, to, to build that success that is all over, you know, North America and world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, from here. Um, and, and, and an and exit to Salesforce. <laughs> and he sells it to Salesforce. For, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And just, I mean, it's just so down to earth, grounded, focused on, you know, the nuts and bolts and people and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the success of, of um, you know, the people using his systems. It's just like, it's, it's such a proof that you can, it, you, you don't have to, uh, you know, you could be a, a a, a, a good human doing and building great things by, by mm-hmm. trying to uh, look out for everyone else's success as well. Love that. Um, Love and, that. Uh, but yeah, he's just very down to earth, very mm-hmm. smart, uh, and and has, uh, you know, like, you know, how, it, you know, again, just solved a lot of key problems of like uh, uh, that are problems for businesses mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. by just asking questions as well. So yeah, um, yeah it's been a, an inspiration to watch. I love that. I love that. Greg's wonderful. And you know what? Now that he might have some time on his hands soon, maybe he can be on your board uh, helping you push even more. So, uh, I would, you know, I would so love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you, I think anyone would, I think anyone would. Well, Karen, Hey, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I learned so much today. Cause uh, again, I love all of the stuff you're talking about and it's not um, an everyday uh, uh, an everyday opportunity for me to talk to someone who's such an expert and, and, and such a visionary. So, so thank you for sharing your time uh, with, with our listeners today. I really appreciate it. Ah, thank you. Thanks, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Ahoy, afternoon tea listeners. If you got this far, I assume you like this episode and that is awesome. Thank you. In such a case, please rate and review Afternoon Tea Podcast and subscribe on 
Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your feeds from. Afternoon Tea is a podcast with a goal to share the stories of Canada's successful tech entrepreneurs in order to prepare the next wave of founders. We do have some great guests lined up for future episodes, but we would love to hear your thoughts too. Please do let us know who you think should be on the show. You can do so by emailing me at podcast at ttt.studio. That is P-O-D-C-A-S-T at T-T-T, that is three T's, dot studio. You will notice there is no dot com because we are that sophisticated. Furthermore, you can find us at social media at T-T-T underscore studios. I look forward to chatting with you soon.